You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. A billiard. A billiard, you hear it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Food, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. It's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of our Station Who. That's right, folks, we're back, and we are going to be looking at another big finish adventure, and this time we are looking at the eighth Doctor story, Season of Fear. It is one of the monthly adventures that they put out in the early, what, 2000s, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah, before the reboot. Yeah, it was, so I know it was exactly before the reboot, so it was... Awesome to hear because it's the eighth doctor and Charlie or Charlotte Pellard. So it is real interesting to listen to. And it was, it was a ton of fun to be able to talk to you guys about it and everything. So, you know what? It's great to have more eighth doctor stories because a lot of people just think the eighth doctor is the TV movie and the one special and that's it. So it is really awesome. There's God, I think does, um, I guess Paul McGann, has he done at least a hundred Doctor Who stories or so? At least. Yeah. 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 He's done more than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this, you know, for people who say, Oh, the eighth doctor's nothing folks. This is proof. There is tons of, and it's good stories. These are, you know, all great adventures and everything. And the doctor had some great companions and it's pretty cool. And we're going to have a great time to talk all about it. We have a great crew, of course, to do it. Uh, Of course, Mr. Mike Gordon is here. Howdy. And Mary Ogle is here. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And of course, you heard Dave Chapman's voice popping up. It's been a little bit, sir. Good to have you. A little bit. Good to be here. 
it's going to be a ton of fun. And, you know, we, when we said we're going to be doing an eighth doctor, big finish adventure, I got a banging on my door and Dave was there like, going, you got to let me in. You got to let me in. <laughs> so I was like, let me in, let me in. I can't so, breathe out here. I love, exactly. Lisa Palmer, I love the eighth doctor. He's one of my favorites. So. Exactly. So it's, it's awesome. And, you know, folks, Big Finish, if you haven't gotten in with, they have, they have literally the fourth doctor, the fifth doctor, the sixth doctor, the seventh doctor, eighth doctor, all brand new adventures. They even have brand new adventures now with Chris Eccleston as the ninth doctor and David Tennant as the 10th doctor, mm-hmm. not as the 14th yet, but that's a whole different story. But, you know, Big Finish is a whirlwind and they have companion stories. They have unit stories. They have, you know, Master, uh, yeah, Master, Missy, Torchwood, yeah, you got, you name it, they have it, and it's a lot of the original cast members in these stories, which is really cool. So yeah, it's definitely, you know, as I like to say, actually, uh, Colin Baker's Doctor, the Sixth Doctor, redeemed himself as you know in Big Finish because absolutely, you know, I thought he was given a raw deal, and I was not a big fan of Colin's doctor of what he did and the stories and listening to his big finish adventures has reversed that for me and i'm actually pleasant to him when i see him in person so it's pretty cool because of that so definitely folks check out the big finish adventures if you get a chance we definitely would love to hear from you guys feedback at our station who is definitely the best way to do it if you get a chance please leave feedback for us anywhere you listen to this and if you have a chance tell your friends and tell your neighbors our station who is still around and we've been going strong since 2013 so um, we're on our 10th anniversary folks and it's pretty cool that we've been able to do this for our show and you know we're just having fun and we're going to keep going until doctor who's done and so that's going to be a long time. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, what? Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we oh, don't remember signing up for that. I was going to say, I'm going to have to look at my contract again. You didn't, see, the, you didn't see the small print in there? The tiny little print? <laughs> yeah. In the invisible reappearing ink. You know, it's awesome. You know? So it's awesome. But it's always good to be here with you guys. So it's going to be a ton of fun to talk about this tonight. We do have a little bit of Doctor Who news. Uh, the big news, of course, the return of Murray Gold. That's Yay! right, folks. That's right. We just a couple of days ago had the announcement that Murray Gold is returning for the 60th anniversary specials. So brand new Murray Gold Doctor Who material. What we're getting, we don't know. We also don't know if he's going to be continuing with the series after the 60th anniversary. So we don't know for season 14, if he's going to be continuing on doing the music or is it somebody else? And it'll be a surprise. Yep. As all things with Tucker, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy just to have him back for the six years. All things like we spoiled the two years ago. True, true, true. But you know, it's interesting because people were like going, didn't he say he was finished with Doctor Who, that he was all burnt out? And it's like, well, it's been three years. Yeah, yeah, you know? whatever. Yeah, RTD <laughs> said that too, I hate to tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's and it's like I've seen so much people 
reporting negative about this that you know oh i don't want him coming back i didn't you know i don't think it's it's what i what's good for the show they need to expand out elsewhere and it's like folks he was one of the greatest composers for doctor who especially new series especially new series and so you know we wouldn't have got had some of the great music we've had in the new series of doctor who without Murray Cole. So even if it's just for three specials, I'm very happy about that. My face lit up. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I don't usually buy soundtracks and I have bought the soundtracks just for Murray gold because the music is that good. And, and, you know, I mean, it's not like he just worked with one incarnation of the doctor. He worked with three, three. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and I think there was a different style approach to each one of them. And, uh, and it was solid. And most importantly, I think the, the main theme. Four. 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 Okay. Wow. Four. (laughs) The, uh. Yeah. Nine, 10, 11, and 12. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. All the the way up to Jody starting. That's right. That's right. I'd forgotten. Uh, he started with Chris. Um, but most importantly, uh, I think his main his versions of the main theme were like just really good. Um, and that to me is like a big thing. Like if you can't do the main theme in a way that I like, then that that puts a dark cloud over the whole series for me. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah no, I completely agree. He doesn't have my favorite version of the Doctor scene because for me, Tom Baker's first theme, and it was also the last season of Pertwee that they did with the time tunnel and everything and mm-hmm. them redoing the theme for that season. Those seasons were great, but Murray Gold's is a close second. I love those compared to the stuff we got later in the eighties. We're not touching that. Nope, nope, nope. But it was, but it's pretty awesome that we got, you know, some amazing music out of it, but just not that, but you know, the doctor's theme and so, and each doctor had their own theme song and everything, which was awesome. Each doctor, each companion. I mean, each, some of the, some of the bad guys, some of the monsters or whatever. I mean, he made sure that they had recurring themes throughout the whole show, which I think is a lost art among many composers these days. I think it's uh, it's always cool when uh, a certain character characters, whatever have their own theme. And when you hear that, it, it brings a lot to the table when you're watching t- uh, watching a show, a story. Yeah. No, very much so. And I think I, it'll be very interesting to see what he comes up with, with a new iteration of it. And you know what? Bring it on, as we like to say. Yeah. I'm so not worried I, at all about him coming back and being repetitive no. because he was so good at, at individuating characters with his themes so I have no doubt he's he won't be able to do that again. I was saying before I, I I'm excited he's coming back, but I really I did enjoy Sagunakanola's work. I said it. I want to see what he can do with another doctor, and Murray Gold was part of hiring him. It, it was he was largely picked oh, by Murray Gold. He was not so a slouch. If, he was not a slouch okay. at all. No. I'm not yeah. saying that, but he just didn't have di- proper I, direction. I would love to say, if, if the two of them work together, even if, if Murray Gold was going to stick around and, and, you know, mentor, because he got dropped into it. I mean, not that he doesn't have the chops to do that, obviously, but 
like a lot of stuff in the Jody era. It didn't it stick. Just, yeah. Yeah. Here you go. I mean, I, I actually was not a fan of his work during the Jody era, but I think it may have been more that he simply was not given direction that, that he wasn't given the chance mm. to shine. I think that happened to a lot of people during the, the Chibnall era. And um, so, yeah. And actually I think it'd be really interesting for him and Murray to, to work together. That mm-hmm. I think would be fascinating. No, agree completely with that. I completely agree with that. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I really think that will be. Um, other Doctor Who news, we did see new costumes for the Doctor and Ruby and also Jinx. Yeah. Well, we don't know what character the Jinx, so we're just calling her Jinx. <laughs> yes. Right, right. You know, yeah. so it... She has a very evil laugh in her little video, so <laughs> I'm assuming mm-hmm. she's a villain. I haven't even seen the video. I've only seen the pictures. Oh, yeah, there's a little video. Yeah, interesting. So, Very yeah, fun, you, though. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it looks like she's a walking uh, piano player, so it's awesome, you know. Huh. Yeah, it's obvious there's some sort of musical tie-in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think? Yeah. But it's, I think it looks awesome. I love Shooty's um, pinstripe um, 60s look that yes, he has. the blue pinstripe. That he has. Exactly. And then he also has more of an afro in the pictures. Yeah, he's too. definitely got more hair. Exactly. And, um, so yeah. So and, Time Lords can just will themselves to grow hair and lose hair, you know. Yeah. And, and so. M- Millie look, reminds me of um Diana Rigg from the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, Kittle. she did have that that kind of look to her. Mm-hmm. Very much so. That would be kind of awesome if they did like a kind of a send up to the Avengers. Oh, that would and be in that cool, story. Yeah in that storyline sure so and you know i know mike is a huge you know steed and mrs peel fan so Mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah and 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 with the costumes i mean i took one look at him right when i saw the the, all three of them when i saw them i was like wow those would make cool figures um and i think there's a lot to be said for that i mean granted you know some people are like oh it shouldn't all be all about like you know selling toys or whatever but that's a big part of it. And that's something that's been lacking, I think, for a while in Doctor Who. Um, and, you know, if you want to get if you want to get the people, like the young people interested, if you want to get kids back involved with it, um, having figures that look cool are, is a big part of it. No, can't disagree with that. Exactly. And having costumes that are recognizable or, you know that make it stand out. I think that was pretty cool. Well, like when Jody first started as the doctor and they did put out Funkos for her, mm-hmm. they had her, you know, of course, as Capal- dressed as Capaldi and having the apron on and she was, hold- had the goggles mm-hmm. on and holding the, the sonic screwdriver. And then they had her in her new outfit with, with and without the jacket. So it's, you know, because the jacket one was the one they did at San Diego Comic-Con, and that was mega expensive to get. Hmm. Not not that I have yet. Don't don't don't, mm-hmm. don't think I'm, I'm using the, po- the podcast money, the millions we're getting to, you know, out, buy yeah. Funkos. Yeah. Millions and millions. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's just interesting that you got that, but that's pretty much all we got for, we didn't get any of the 12th, the 13th Doctor Companions. We didn't get, you know, a Yaz, a Graham, or, you know, any of the others. 
at all. So, you know, it would have like, been Gilligan's great. Gilligan's Island, poor Ryan. It's like, the yeah. it's like, and the rest. <laughs> and the rest, you know, well, Dan was in there too, so it's okay. Hmm. So, hell, at least, you know, Marianne and the professor are getting Funko Pops now when the whole series so. And well, you think, uh, you think Dr. 15 is going to be, uh, like changing outfits all the time? That would be a good question. Cause actually. that, that's, that, that's a very different thing. I mean, we've seen slight variations and different, you know, change of costumes here and there from different doctors, but, um, usually they've had a, a, a look to them that, um, that is consistent. Um, and I do wonder if that is changing this season, but I, I mean, we don't have a lot to go on just a couple of images, so we don't know, but mm-hmm. if this yeah. is a one-time thing or if it's going to be like, you know, I know that. I mean, we've already four, one of them we assume is the end of the David Tennant costume, but so three guaranteed costumes right. of him, right? We saw him in the orange zoot right. suit kind of a look. We saw him with the, the similar... And this is something kind of a seventies looking mm-hmm. jacket, leather jacket, with, with still in the orange, and then the sixties yeah. outfit. Is I'm seeing a pattern here, although I really wish the pinstripe suit was something closer in that autumn tone. Actually, I'm I'm but, in the reverse. Sorry, David, but I'm just like I like I thought the like this is the first uniform uh, outfit that I've seen him in. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like the others seem kind of like bland to me. Um, like when they first revealed the orange and, and brown. And brown. And I was just like, man, that looks kind of bland. I liked a little bit more color, I think. Um, and so uh, seeing him in the blue suit, man, he really pops in that. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see. But, I mean, I was like, I'd like to see him in that all the time. Yeah, well, it's interesting. interesting. Those are opposite on the color wheel. He's he's yes. orange and then he's blue. But he makes both of them work. He does. Yes, he does. He can pull it off, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Which, Not too many guys can back up, but back up both of those looks. Well, I think in our next live episode, Mike and I will try backing those. <laughs> <out. laughs> so yeah, something for got, us to look for. In addition to the outfit, he's also got a number of rings on, which I didn't notice in the other costume. So I don't know if he, that's a uh, he, he, he did, didn't have he rings did, on yeah. before. Okay, he gotcha, did have gotcha. yeah. I, I wasn't sure about that, but no, I remember when the first when they introduced the the new costume, the brown and the orange. Him and uh, the actress who's playing Ruby uh, were walk were playing around, and he says, "Look, I've got rings," and you know he had all mm-hmm. these rings almost on every finger mm-hmm. type thing. So I noticed that. So it was pretty cool and everything. I'll be very I'll be very interested to see what they come up with and how they go about with it if. You know, if he's going to have a standard costume or he's going to be changing all the time. So I'll be very curious to see. So I think we got that going. And then we have a new actor who's been announced. And I am not going to torture this name. So It is you know. it is a toughie. That's for sure. Um, his, his first name is Majid. Um, I'm not going to, you know, try to go. No, I'm not even going to try. You just did. I know, but, but, he, um, but he used to be yeah. known as Luke Jerdy, and yeah. he's going by this other name now, but he joins up in the series with episode three of season 14. We don't know if he's a companion or where we've seen him, 
So, but I've, I know he's been in all three seasons of his dark materials for HBO. Mm-hmm. And okay. so, and then he's also was in uh, discovery of witches. So I think that's oh, where cool. he RTD got, you know, hold of him. So for the series. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, I don't think Luke dirty was, I do think has they the article that um, I sent a link for uh, talks about how, uh, the way that this this was not an official, by the way, BBC announcement, but it was made by uh, Nerdgasm, and they were uh, notified about this, or they found out about this because of stunt performer Luke Gomes, who was in his Dark Materials and a Discovery Witches, um, and so he's yeah, that's so we do know that he's got a stunt performer as well, um, so I guess he's going to you know his character is gonna gonna be doing some 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 action stuff Mm -hmm. exactly so it would be very interesting to see what the character comes up as you know what i'm always open for new casting and i'm glad they're just not you know they're going all out it seems like for the season and bring it on as we like to say um one thing i noticed is that it said that it's you know he's uh there as part of julianne robinson's block um are they doing like blocks of stories where there's like you know maybe a, a story takes place over multiple episodes with cliffhangers and all that are they getting back into that well not I necessarily that. i mean that's how they always do it a, a director takes a block usually it's two or three episodes that they direct at a time but it doesn't necessarily have to be a cliffhanger or a two-parter gotcha. or, or whatever i mean it gotcha. could be mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be I didn't know if they if if Russell was going to go back to that sort of style because I really am in favor of that. Mm-hmm. I'll be very curious to see what happens. I that's the one thing I loved about the um, second season of Capaldi when they did the whole all the two parters. I love that season. I mean, oh, I love the idea a, of that yeah. season and the execution of that season. That was I a really, great season. I love mm-hmm. that, and I hated to see that go away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my favorite was the Zygon story where, you know, you saw the Zygon Clara watching the airplane explode and everything. Yes. And it that was just a great cliffhanger. And that's the one thing I loved about the old series was the cliffhangers. So, Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I've missed that too. I hope we get some of that at least. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. And we'll definitely see what's coming up with that. I think that's really it with any new Doctor Who news. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back. And we are going to return for a big finish review of Season of Fear. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watchathon a Rassilon. A podcast where we're watching through all of classic Doctor Who. Nope, we've already done that. We did? Well, then now what do we do? What do we two do? We review New Who. Ooh, we two review New Who? We do. Just for you. Who? Not you, them, the listeners of the podcast. Ah. The Watchathon of Rassilon. Now we review New Who too. Woohoo!
Welcome back. Now we are looking at Season of Fear. Uh, it is featuring, of course, Paul McGann as the Eighth Doctor, and of course, India Fisher as Charlotte Pollard or Charlie to most people. You know, it's awesome. It's interesting because the storyline was interesting. I liked how they did the storyline. At the very beginning, the doctor meets a villain who's very familiar with him, but the doctor doesn't have a clue who this guy is. And I loved it. I thought it was a really neat, almost like a reverse because of this guy, you know, saying, aha, I finally beat you, doctor, blah, 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 you're going to die. And I won't even, and it was just really interesting to see. And that set the doctor off to go find out who this person was. And sets everything in motion and it also has a return of an old old series foe which is even yes. more interesting so I mean, it, what we it has kind of a new who feel to it in the sense that it there's a lot of jumping around in time that, mm -hmm. yes. that you don't uh always see but i'm glad to see them playing playing around with that which you know on, on audio you can really do that <laughs> you don't you don't have to worry about costumes or mm -hmm. sets no, and it's like it had a very Moffat feel to it in a lot of ways to the story. I think line. I think part of that too is because it's written co-written by Paul Cornell with uh, Carolyn Simcox. But Paul Cornell wrote, you know, one of my favorite Doctor Who stories, which is Human Nature, mm -hmm. um, which kind of plays around with that stuff too. And uh, you know, Paul's really good when he, you know, uh, for the most part. And I, I, uh, that's one of the things that attracted me to this story. I, I hadn't listened to it before this uh, this past week, but um i really appreciate his storytelling and he like he gets it with as far as doctor who and playing around with time and everything like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very much so and the, it was really good how they did the four different periods and you know how the doctor kept on showing up you you're back you know, I loved, you know? <laughs> and the bad guy was a true you know mustache twirling bad guy and it was like Exactly. Shaves shaves it, off. It's, it's, it looks so much better than you. It's like, so. But yeah, the, the villain was Sebastian Grail. And it's yeah. like. Nice name. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm, I don't know how uh, you guys are, David, especially you, if uh, you're familiar with, because of this, it seems like this was the beginning of a huge story. Um, because there's definitely things at the end that are not resolved. So it looks like it's going to continue um or at least go into the next story um the thing i read said it was the third in a series of six stories featuring the eighth doctor um that for the, like that monthly season uh monthly i don't know range what they were they call it yeah um right. so it didn't feel like there was stuff before this but it definitely felt like there was stuff coming after this well there is stuff before because it actually it's an arc about Charlie Probably. and yeah. how how he has saved Charlie from gotcha. from the exploding airship which we listened to that one didn't we I think I was going to say yes, was, that the, yeah. was that the was that the first or second one that Yeah we... that that's the yeah. first one where where okay. he meets her and so he saved her but but she should have died <laughs> and right she, and he saved her and so there's disturbance the in time paradox right there yeah, we don't exactly. get a definitive answer if that's what's going on. The doctor's convinced that, well, he tries to convince her that it's not, but I don't think he's completely convinced. No, he's not. I mean, there. I've listened to actually some of the later ones. It, it, they do uh, pay it off. 
Okay. <laughs> and is that is that worth it? Yes. Well, I okay. think it is anyway. Because <laughs> uh, I really like this. Um, I know that we, like I said, we, we, we listened to the first one with uh, Charlie. And I do remember liking that one. But to be honest with you, it's kind of not really prevalent in my head. But this one I really, really liked. No, it was interesting because the characters were cool. You got the Naimon back, you know, who were kind of a joke. Everybody wanted that. No, just kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, every, yeah it's the villains you were asking <laughs> right. for. And they're barely in it anyway. So. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But it was, it, but it was interesting. Like when they were looking at when the Vortex first opened, when they were back in the, you know, when he, they first introduced to the bad guy and everything. It was interesting because I thought I heard Dalek voices. I it. did too. You, you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. And so it was that, just that like, wait a minute. That also gets paid off. <laughs> oh, does it? And, yeah. And so I fully was expecting the the villain. I didn't think the villains for this would be the Daleks, but I thought the Daleks would have showed up at the end or something like that. Aha, we're the ones behind it, you know, type thing. And also the title of Master pops up a lot in dialogue. Yes. So you're kind of like, is that on purpose? Mm-hmm. question as we stroke the beard yeah <laughs> so. mary's like i'm saying nothing yeah i mean exactly. i really i don't want to give it away because it's a good art but it's 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 worth listening to if you if you like this story then you're probably going to like the rest of the stories that's it. cool and they're Very pretty big. inexpensive now because i think these are like four bucks if that yeah it's like i don't know 350 or something they're they're pretty cheap yeah yeah well, with the conversion, it's like twelve bucks. No, <laughs> twenty for me. But exactly, yeah. <laughs> Go figure. That's why you need to buy it when you're in the states, dude. No. So, is have you heard this one before, Dave? It's been a few years. I definitely have. Like I, I heard the okay. first one. I don't remember what order I listened to them because I took a trip, of like thirty six road hours. It was one of my trips out to to Gen Con in Indianapolis where I was just, I had a Spotify premium and a bunch of these are on Spotify. So I was just barreling through for three days of Doctor Who audios. Mm -hmm. I remember the first episode. I sort of remember this one, but right. I, but not really well. And I don't remember if I had, until I listened to them, I won't, I don't remember if I have or have not heard the later ones. Right. I know I've looked well, more I'm, with Charlie, though. So, probably. oh yeah. Well, I, I know Charlie's with the the Eighth Doctor for a bit, but I know he also had a companion, I think Lucy. And was that the same person who was in this story, or because I don't know actually. Think. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing because there's the but she, like the character of Lucy dies at the end uh, of, at of the this end. story. But I did read something. Spoilers, by the way, folks. <laughs> I, I did read something that there's a uh, there's a the the same actress plays Lucy from a different like un, like with a different time stream or something like that. And they do kind of mention that in the beginning, how when the when Sebastian Furtz meets the Doctor, they're on a different they're on a different yeah. time uh, stream, right? Yeah. They're on a different um, a t uh, well, a different Earth, a different. You know, time stream. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the one that's gone off in a tangent, right? And so I don't know if there's a a Lucy that's like in the current one, or I don't know what I don't know how that's resolved, but I don't know. Does she come back? Does anybody know that? 
I don't. No, I, I don't. I don't know. Because I think Lucy was one of the names that 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 the uh, Eighth Doctor Eighth mentioned Doctor. in yeah. that little special, right? Definitely was. Yeah. Yes. So she must be somebody of an impact. I don't know if it's the same Lucy, but it yeah. seems kind of a coincidence that yeah. either I mean, that or he was a big Charlie Brown fan. You know, yeah, he okay. <laughs> Linus, Lucy, yeah, right. rerun, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think All there the is a Pelts. companion named Lucy, but I'm not sure yeah. if it's the same. The same. Gotcha. One. Well, she was cool. I liked, I, and I was intrigued by her her story as well. Um, her and the old man doing the con. I wish. I mean, I was like thinking, this is, you know, you know, we always look at these characters and wonder if they'd be good companions. And I was thinking Lucy would be a pretty good companion uh, going forward. So um, yeah, they did the, their work on, on making all the characters or a lot of the characters, as you say, pretty interesting in this. Were you expecting that to happen at the end with Lucy and the doctor or did that surprise you? I mean, Lucy and her father. No, Uh, no. I mean, getting killed. Yeah. No, I did not. I did not see that coming out of nowhere. I thought because I thought the the, the father had get, got killed, but then they sort of and then they bring him back and, and they bring him back just again to kill him He's again. Like Rory, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but I love the I, idea of them like this sort of like you know father and son. Or I don't think it was really as her father, but no. um, this sort of couple going around um, conning folks around that time. I just thought it was really cool. And this is the time of the, what, the Hellfire Club, right? Yep. Yes. yep. Which is a pretty cool thing, too. And it was a bit amusing that they, at that point, it was one of the few times that the doctor was, you know, pushing himself off as the father of his companion. Yes. Yeah, so that, yes. that added a yes. little weird, par- you know, parity there. Which is very strange because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at the at the time, if this is supposed to take place like around the, you know, the same time as the when the Fox movie came out, I mean, Paul's still pretty young. Yeah, I'm like, could he really pull off being like this woman's father? But yes. I, maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, I guess yes, so. he could. Okay. I mean, he, but, was, he was probably like 40, and she was like 20. So. Gotcha, gotcha. But Paul is so good. Uh, the doctor has written so well in this, uh, and 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 he's got. Uh, they gave him some great lines. Like I love the line, "The web of time has been unspun." I just love that. Like that's just something that is just like that's a Doctor Who line. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really funny. Like the the line where he says, "Sorry, I'm soliloquizing in filthy habit." Yeah, um, yes. I, I I love that. And and as for my money. You know, uh, as far as other incarnations of the Doctor goes, I think uh, Paul's got them all beat because he's got, uh, in, in, as far as the smooth voice goes, like his his voice, when he starts narrating at the beginning of this, you're just like, ah, this is comfortable. I just listen to you read the phone book. <laughs> Isn't it though? Like, and I don't think you can really say that about many of the other folks that have played the Doctor, right? I think his voice is just so smooth. It's so Connery. And it's just like... Ah, yes. And it's just like, oh, you, you keep on reading, keep on going, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm usually a big fan of like first person narration and stuff, but I mean, like, it totally works here. He, he, yeah. Well, one of those people who could narrate a phone book. Absolutely. I, yeah. Right. And I would, and I would pay like, you know, $29.99 on Big Finish for it. <laughs> well, there you go. So I, I, I so, look one thing up because we mentioned the soliloquying line. I, because everyone's going, oh, monologuing. Well, because that, yeah. that, that, that came in with Incredibles is where that really started getting popular, which came out in 2004. So 
it was before the term monologuing was really in pop culture by a couple of years. Yeah. Yep, that's true. I had to, I had to go, I like, wait, I got to look that up. And didn't remember until just that. <laughs> it, it's interesting. I, I thought the chemistry and the story was great, especially between the doctor and Charlie. But yes. I also liked the interaction between, you know, I thought it was, it was awesome with, you know, Sebastian and the doctor, they worked well off of each other and you could hear how his, how the actor who was playing Sebastian, how his character, his voice was changing even as mm -hmm. he was getting, you know, older and older. And so much so that it, at the end, when he confronts his younger self, it's like two different actors. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He does that really well. Absolutely. It, it was, it was like, wow. And this thing moves very quickly. It's, yep. you know, it's only, it's four stories and four parts and it's really well done. And it did not drag at all. It just went right through. I was shocked when it was done already. It was like, oh, that's it. You know, type thing. Because yeah. there's some river songs we've listened to, and it's like, oh, is this over yet? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, the I don't know if the the Edward the Confessor chapter was necessary. It did feel that kind of felt like a little bit of filler. A little bit. Well, I don't know. I kind uh, of enjoyed that chapter. I, I yeah. mean, it was I liked, enjoyable. I liked Edith. I thought Edith was a <laughs> kind of interesting, <laughs> conniving, and especially especially because there's a history between her and the Doctor. Yeah, that yes. that was cool. That was cool. And and I think you did need sort of an in-between chapter to show like how he's the, the villain is progressing and getting more and more uh evil or whatever Crazy. you want to call it. Yeah. 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 yeah, there you go. Exactly. More and more of a Neiman a Neiman stooge. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And I loved how each time how the doctor foiled him and it was it was awesome. And it was really also interesting, the sword with, you know, the, the alien steel, you know, being able to drain the energy and even the or, the immortality from him. That was very interesting. And I thought it was a good, good story. And the only thing I didn't like about it is how easily he got into the TARDIS. You know, yeah. it's like, because it, it's yeah. like... the it's like the TARDIS is not something that people just wander into and, you know, or follow into. Yeah. He has no trouble thing. at all. Getting into no. The TARDIS. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could wave it away and say, Oh, it's all part of the doctor's master plan or something. But <laughs> it's true. His master yeah. plan. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, I thought it was good. Um, you know what? I enjoyed it. I, I'll, go be the first one i'm going to give this four four tardises so i thought it was that good what about the rest of you guys one out of five let's start with mary uh, i mean i actually i i enjoy this one a lot i mean i think i'll give it a four and a half tardises oh wow yeah i just really i first of all like palm again and charlie are my favorite companions on big finish they they just there's just something about Palm again and India Fisher. They work so well together. They just spark off each other and, and the banter and, and the relationship is wonderful. And um yeah, and and God, Paul McGann is so good here. He just he he sells it as the doctor. And and the villain is great. And it's just it's so it's just a lot of fun to listen to. And this and actually this whole arc, I mean, some are, are stronger than others, but 
it is a good arc. And I would definitely, even if, if you're just starting with Big Finish, I would say this is start with starting with this arc with, with Storm Warning, which is where the doctor meets Charlie, I think mm-hmm. is, is a great place to start. I agree with that. Dave? I like Storm Warning better, I think. But I I, I don't think I have a fair reason to rate it as low as I do, but I, I'm going to say three and a half. It, it's interesting it's not that I, do tell why not that i didn't like it because i do i like so much about it but there's just something about it that doesn't grab me the way a lot of a lot of the other ones did and a lot of even a lot of paul mcgann's ones for i can't properly explain it i wish i could because i'm standing here having to but it's just something about it did not just grab and stick the way I, I yeah, certain things connect with certain people exactly yeah i get that yeah. i love so no i understand that completely yeah that's interesting too the one thing i do want to say was paul mcgann got cut up or beat up pretty easily yeah, he gets <laughs> tortured i mean flat yeah. out tortured like cut yeah. with a knife several times multiple times yeah yeah, yeah. Or stabbed with a sword, or you know, it's just like. I mean, you hear him it, crying out. <laughs> at, at one point, like, doesn't he even like isn't he even surprised that he hasn't regenerated. Yes, yes, yes he <laughs> mentions that. I like, I like, like that. Do I, I still look glowing? the same? Yeah, do I look the same? Am I glowing? <laughs> All right, Mister yeah. Mike, take us home with this one, dude. Uh, you know, I really like this a lot too. And a four doesn't seem to be enough. I can't quite give it a five, but a four and a half sounds just about right to me. I think if this was something that was filmed, if this was an actual like story that was, I mean, it, it has the potential to get even higher depending on who they could get for Sebastian Grail. I mean, even if it's the same people, but just visually, I think there's a lot to, to, to really unpack here and it'd be really fun. Uh, and one that you'd want to like watch over and over again. So I, I really think that uh, it's really solid storytelling. And I it does make me, you know, some of the other big finishes, I'm like, oh, that's good. That's fine. Whatever. This one is like the one of the few that I'm like, I want to listen to more of these. <laughs> <laughs> I want to listen to more of these. I'm, I'm interested in this arc. I, I think, you know, uh, if we don't do it for the show, I'm still probably going to do it personally. Like, I'm, I'm like, I really am interested in this. And and it just goes to show you, like, how good Paul McGann's Doctor could have been. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Absolutely. I, I mean, he that. was. <laughs> don't get me wrong. He did this. But, I mean, like, on television or something like that, I mean, we lost, like, some really great Doctor moments, probably, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. You know, on TV wise, so. I can't disagree with that. I totally can't disagree with that. It's it's really sad that we missed out on TV. The only thing is if we had to see this on this one, you know, acted out and put onto screen, I don't want to have to see the Nyman again. I really don't want to. <laughs> it would be interesting to see how they were they'd be cuz they, you know, I will say that even in the uh the original time that they're on, which is the uh Fourth Doctor, right? Yes. Um, it's with uh, the second Romana and uh, and all that, right? Um, and Adric. I th- yeah, and Adric. I forgot about that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Actually, but I did think no, that they were still Adric. imposing looking. Um, I, I did think they were imposing looking. And yes, of course, the budget at the time. But I'm like, you know, if you did these now, they would st- they would be pretty spooky and scary. Possibly. Possibly. You know, it'd be very interesting to see. You know, 
special effects are better and you know cgi does wonders for anyone you know it's always good <laughs> it can it can for sure so all right folks well exactly very true very very true all right so that's going to wrap up this episode folks want to thank you guys for joining us and talking with us tonight let's thank our crew for being here mr mike thank you as always my friend and as always it's my pleasure and ms mary ogle anything you want to promote you can find me at maryogle.com or on etsy at evision arts Awesome. And Mr. Dave, thank you, sir. Thank you once again for having me. I love being here. Uh, you can find all of my tabletop review stuff at therathole.ca. Uh, all my different social medias at linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash therathole.ca. Awesome. There we go, folks. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Doctor Who is coming sooner than we expect, folks. It's coming. It's getting closer. It's under six months now, I think. They're just Ooh. around the six-month part. So, yeah, it's, yeah, he's counting on his fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Never take what the actual start date is and, fa- and taking out the fact that we're at the end of April. May, June, July, exactly. September, October, November. So yeah, but we're this might not come out. This might not come out until May. So you know that's valid. <laughs> See? I, keep, See, I keep forgetting so. that not all of the time are these live. <laughs> exactly, we're not doing a live one tonight. So, but yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. And you know what? It's coming sooner than we hope. I'm hoping we're going to get a trailer soon. I am really hoping we're going to uh, get a trailer. I wish we I would. Would. I was hoping with the Blue Peter special that they were doing that we would have gotten the. A, a peek at the special you know trailers but no 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 so we continue to wait you know knowing bbc they'll just put it the trailer out two weeks before the episode you know typical so but folks we'll be back soon and we will be around to talk to you guys and oh we do have a con appearance that is right we forgot to tell you guys <laughs> it is official we are going to be returning to Concaster Burris, folks. That's right. Yay. In Huntsville, Alabama. We are going to be going to see you lovely people in June. We are going to be going on June. It is, as of right now, it is, when is it? That is, let's see, when is June? No, just kidding. Is it we are, 10th and 11th? Yeah, it's the the con is the tenth and eleventh. How can I forget the eleventh? It's Judy's birthday. Come on, you know she no. would never let me forget that. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, we're going to be there. We'll have a table set up inside the hotel, and you know, just come by and find us, and we'll have you know postcards. We'll have some swag. We'll have some fun stuff, and we'll just talk Doctor Who. It's going to be a ton of fun. We don't know if we're going to have any panels yet. We don't know what's going on yet. But as we find out, we will let you guys know, of course. And all three of us are going to be there. It's going to be myself, Mike, and Mary. So I think I'll actually, I may either. actually be there via video. Uh, really? Kristen and I, Kristen at least will be. I think I might be as well. So I think we're doing one of those delightful, we'll be on a screen doing a panel with a live audience. I've heard, I've heard rumor about that. So it should be kind of fun. because. I know Christian can't make it out there for the con itself. It's a long ride, as he said. <laughs> so so it should be a ton of fun. We're going to be looking forward to it. If you want to write us, please feedback at com. 
Of course, find us up on all the different socials, the feedback if you can. Of course, and join the Earth Station Who Facebook group. It's the best way to get into the Doctor Who news. And we actually will find when Mike Gordon actually posts news stories, we'll actually pay attention to it. It's a good thing. <laughs> so it's it's all cool, folks. So until next time, my friends, on behalf of myself, Mike, and Mary, and of course, Dave, we will see you here on Earth Station Who. Peace. And we are done. Boom. Yay. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.